You know, there's 365 days in a year, but there are only about five or six of those days in which we get to wake up to a brand new pinball machine in the world. And today was one of those days. We finally got to see Steve Ritchie's Led Zeppelin pinball machine. Let's talk about this game on episode 541 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I have to give Stern credit. They kept this game under wraps very well. There were no leaks. We were not seeing this game a few days early. Everything was launched exactly when they planned it to. Now, everybody knew it was Led Zeppelin and Steve Ritchie. That was not a secret. So that cat was out of the bag a very long time ago. So what do we think of Stern Pinball's Led Zeppelin? How does it compare to Jersey Jack Pinball's Guns N' Roses. You know, it's kind of incredible that these two companies are right down the block from each other. And this is what each of their interpretations are of some of the greatest rock and roll acts of all time. And we can't not compare these two games on some level. Now, here's what I wanna do because this is just my first impression of this game. I haven't shot it, nobody has. I haven't seen what the code is, nobody has. I haven't heard the callouts, I haven't seen much of the animations. What we are going to talk about right now is just my first impression of this game based on the materials all of us have at the same time, okay? And we're gonna go through it in the good, the bad, and the ugly. And yes, there is some ugliness to be discussed with this pin, okay? Let's start with what I like about Led Zeppelin. Well, first we have to start with the fact that it's Led Zeppelin pinball. So on a theme alone, this is an incredible theme for pinball. This band has so many fans around the world, and the fact that you get to play a pinball machine with Led Zeppelin songs blasting out of the speakers, I mean, sometimes I think people are forgetting that that is gonna be something that is highly rewarding and highly satisfying to the majority of people who jump on this machine. They're not gonna get hung up on the cabinet artwork. They're not gonna get hung up on this and that. They are simply going to hit the start button and hear some of their favorite Led Zeppelin songs and flip a pinball machine. On a very macro level, if you just do that, you are gonna hook the majority of people and give them something to enjoy with this pinball game. So this is a killer theme and I think it's gonna sell very well just on that fact alone. Even though I haven't seen the game in action, I'm reading what the code and the structure of the game is. There are 10 songs in the game. Now look, that's far short of Guns N' Roses' 21 songs, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? These are full songs, so that is good news, and there's 10 of them. And so the way the game works is you select your song at the beginning of each ball, and then each song is a progressive building of that song. Now, I wanna remind people, on Canada's Pinball Podcast, like a year ago, when we were talking about Guns N' Roses, what did I say? I said it would be really cool if when you start a song, you progressively build that song and layer the song. So you have the chorus being separate from the drums. And you have you basically add the elements of the song to make the song a complete song. And I think that's what they're doing here in Led Zeppelin Pinball. Now, did they steal that idea from Canada? Because I said that that would be amazing and I can go back and I can play for you the podcast in which, remember, it started out with the Welcome to the Jungle drums and then it started in with Axel's vocals and then we added the bass line. So I think that's how this game is going to be. 
you are going to build each song and add the elements to each track. Now that is really cool. And I can't wait to see how that comes to life in this game. Because I also think, you know, just playing the entire song from beginning to end really doesn't make much sense and would get boring unless you did it the way GNR does it, which is inviting you into the actual concert itself and then the game itself is supposed to be about like being at the rock and roll concert. See, this is not that. This is a different approach. And I do applaud them for finding a unique way to bring a music pin to life. What else do I like about Led Zeppelin? So here's something that I sort of like, but I'm also a little underwhelmed by at the same time. I do like that it has a big mechanism in the middle of the game that rises up from the bottom of the playfield because I think all pinball machines should have something that mechanically moves and does something, and it just feels like the game is coming to life. And I think if I look at Guns N' Roses, it doesn't really have that. So I do love that this thing has the electric magic device. It rises up and then there's a spinner and there's also a magnet that grabs the ball. Now, I will say this, when that thing rises up, it is really sort of underwhelming that the only thing there is a spinner, which is like the blimp. And then it, it I get that it traps the ball, but I just, the look of it just doesn't, feel intuitive to Led Zeppelin. You see what I mean? I do think that this is where Stern mails it in a little bit, that these devices and these mechs, they should be derivative of the theme itself. So what about Led Zeppelin is here? Like, I just don't get anything coming from this mechanism being reflective of Led Zeppelin. To me, this feels like Steve Ritchie designed this mechanism and you could drop this mech into pretty much any pinball machine out there. And I feel like that's always Stern's approach where they make stuff, but it's not made for the theme. It's just made to do something in the pinball world. And then they just throw it onto a game regardless of the theme. And I felt the same way about the hyperdrive in Star Wars. Like you could stick this thing into any game and just change the sticker on the spinner and it would work. And then it just becomes like a unique way to trap the ball and do something else and hit something. But it's not really a bash toy. But I do like that it has this thing because I do think every game should have a major mech that moves and does something visually interesting, okay? Now look, if you're gonna have something rise up and lift in a Led Zeppelin pinball machine, why wouldn't it be the Zeppelin blimp? Like, that's the part that kills me. It's like Stern. You've got a theme that is called Led Zeppelin, and the whole thing is a hot air balloon, and you're telling me you're gonna have something lift up mechanically on the game, and you're not gonna make it the blimp? That's what a blimp does. It lifts up. So I did feel like it was a missed opportunity to have the blimp be the thing that rises up on the playfield. What else do I like about Led Zeppelin? So I do think the layout, it's a fan layout for the most part. I do think this game is gonna shoot really fast and I think it's going to be a great shooting pin. Now, when it comes to Steve Ritchie games, you know and I know his games are gonna shoot fast. They're gonna have flow, they're gonna have combos and this thing does look like when that ball drops in, the ball is gonna be flying around this game. So this is a pro and a con though too. It does look like the ball is gonna whip around this game but it also looks really, really empty. Like the entire center of this playfield 
is absolutely empty. I'm looking at it right now, and it almost looks like P3 multimorphic game. And the, the reason why I'm saying that, you know how Jerry's got the entire screen, takes up the lower half of the playfield? That's what Led Zeppelin looks like to me. There's absolutely nothing in the bottom two-thirds of the game. It's completely barren. So there's nothing to slow down the pace of the ball. So some people might like that. Some people might like there to be more stuff coming down the playfield or more stuff for the ball to interact with. But this is a wide open, fast playfield, okay, if there ever was one. So I do like the fact that it's got three flippers. I think that makes the game a lot more fun and gives you more shot options in the game. Uh, the artwork we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the artwork in this game. Look, it's got this like 70s psychedelic look to it. Uh, I like the colorfulness of the playfield and the inner art blades, and I think that does pop and scream Led Zeppelin. You, you know, you're not going to walk over this thing and mistake it for anything else. We're going to talk about the artwork though, as also being one of the major, major cons for me in this game. I do like that Stern is trying a new lighting system in the game. They're calling it the Expression Lighting System. It's 96 Intelligent. RGB LEDs that enable full color spectrum control and those go up the side of the game on each side. Now here's the thing, if we didn't see the hot rails from Jersey Jack Pinball in Guns N' Roses, this new lighting system in the Stern game would be welcomed and might even be appreciated. But after seeing the hot rail system that GNR has brought to pinball, this looks really pedestrian. It looks really outdated already, and it doesn't even look good. And then here's what I want to say about this. The reason why I say it doesn't look good, it's not that the lighting isn't going to be a cool effect, but the way these LEDs are cut into the side art on the inner art blades looks really bad to me. It looks like the windows to an airplane like does like look at this it looks like an airplane fuselage now is running up the side of your game and this is where i have an issue because i feel like when stern does stuff and they step back and they look at it they're designing stuff to a cost they're not designing stuff to make it look as good as it can and i feel like that's the difference between jersey jack right now and stern pinball is stern pinball always feels like they sort of stop halfway and just say, okay, it's good enough. It's good enough. But the problem is now that we see the potential and how you can actually get more innovative and do things differently, this to me just doesn't feel good enough anymore. And I don't want to see this kind of lighting system on every single Stern game moving forward because again, I just don't think it looks great. And I do think they need to start looking at these machines and finding new ways to put stuff in them, but that also looks aesthetically pleasing. And I wonder if this was always part of the design. I am curious how much of Guns N' Roses impacted some of the design decisions on Led Zeppelin because we're seeing a lot of similar attempts to bring new stuff to a rock and roll pin and just everything is executed better on GNR when it comes to the lighting in the game, when it comes to obviously how many lights are in the game. I mean, GNR has 351, I think, something crazy like that, individually controlled RGB LEDs. Like we're, we're not even close. It's got twice as many songs. It's kind of reaching a point now where each company is showing us the best they got and the best that JJP has just feels next level. I think that's the best way to think about it. It just feels next level. Let's talk about some other stuff. So so things I don't like about the machine, and again, I have not seen this machine flipped yet. I haven't seen what the code is. I haven't seen what the callouts are, but here are just some things on a very sort of like top-down viewpoint of this game, 
how did I feel about when I saw this game for the first time? And like the rest of you out there, I just have to start and rip the Band-Aid off right now. I think the pro and premium versions of this game are some of the ugliest art packages I think I've seen in pinball, and mainly because of the color palette. And it doesn't even get better with the LE version of the game, and let me talk about why. I get that these are the album covers of Led Zeppelin. I get that. But that doesn't mean that something that was made 40-something years ago, something that was made 40-something years ago that was put on a vinyl record cover, right, a square vinyl record, that doesn't mean that that will look good or translate good into a pinball machine's art package. And when I saw this pro model for the first time, it looked like a loaf of Wonder Bread. It did. It looked, and, and look, I get that this is Led Zeppelin's artwork, but it doesn't make the art good. It doesn't make it appealing. Now, if you're a fan of Led Zeppelin, you might not mind this, and I understand that. But man, I really feel like they should have creatively asked the band to go in a different direction on these art packages because they just don't look good. A predominantly white pinball cabinet in Translate doesn't look good. It looks like the Bugs Bunny game that came out. I mean, why would you make this kick-ass rock band, why would you make their pinball machine look like this? And there's no way around it. I just was like, I almost like spit my coffee out being like, I can't believe this is the art package. It just reminded me once again, here we go. What did we say? The one thing that Steve Ritchie pinball machines always suffer from, art. It's like the art is always the last thing they do on a Steve Ritchie pin. And doesn't this feel like the art package was mailed in? And maybe you're saying, well, maybe they had restrictions from the license holder. I just don't buy that. I think they should have pushed them to do something different. And then you get to the lazy part where you have the same exact art on the side of the cabinet that's on the translate. Really? That's all you can do? You can't make it look any different. I mean, I'm looking at the premium right now and you basically have this humongous orange Led Zeppelin. It's You see it one, two, three, four, like how many, it's everywhere, it's the same image. It's the same image on the front by the coin box. It's the same image on the left and right side and it's the same image on the translate and it's on the side decals that are on the back box. This is repetitive, it's boring, and it's uninspired. And I think that's the best word I can use. When I saw these art packages, they felt so uninspired. Like there's just no creativity going on here. Especially when we just saw what Zombie Yeti can do with Iron Maiden. We saw what he could do with Avengers. And we're seeing incredible art packages across the board from Guns N' Roses. And then you get to this. And it feels like a major step backwards when this is the art package of a pinball machine in 2020. Now let's get to the LE because I think when people saw the first two models, they're like, well, the LE will save the day. I do think the LE looks the nicest, but man, you're gonna get a divided camp on whether or not this bright blue armor is working for people. Now, when I look at it and step back, it does look like a Zeppelin t-shirt from the 70s. It does pop lead Zeppelin. You could use this armor if you ever make a Smurfs pinball machine. So maybe Smurfs is coming out sometime in 2021. But do I like this? Do I like this art? You know, again, it just all feels sort of lazy, even with the same image across the entire machine. I just feel like it feels mailed in. And I would have liked them to do a little bit more. A little bit more. Like even on the side of the back box, there's nothing there. There's nothing there, but they just carried over the color gradient. But that's it. 
that's it. So I think on some level, on an aesthetic level, this is probably one of the most visually disappointing Stern art packages of all time. And I mean that because it just feels lazy. And maybe you can blame Led Zeppelin because it was their art to begin with. But again, I just think Stern needs to do a better job of steering these machines to look better than this. I think Stern has so many years of experience on how to make a cabinet look as great as it can. And this just isn't it. This just isn't it. And this is 100% subjective. So this is just my opinion about these art packages. I think all three of them are a little bit of a swing and a miss. I do think the LE looks the nicest, but none of these really pop and make me get excited. And art is something that should universally excite. It should. You know, and then we get to the artwork on the playfield itself. I like the 70s psychedelic stuff. I like the blimp in the middle. You know, I'm on the fence about the band members in the circles like this. They look kind of grainy. Again, 70s artwork look to it. It's not, you know, it's not amazing. It's not terrible. But here's the part two where I just think Stern once again had a ton of restrictions. So one of the parts on a pinball machine that you can apply art and make it interesting are the plastics. And look at the plastics on Led Zeppelin by the slingshots. Absolutely no art there just the color gradient. And this again, just makes me feel like they didn't go over every single element of this game and give it as much detail as they could have. And, and this is where I just always feel like Stern goes 75% of the way there. Look at the slingshot plastics on Guns N' Roses and compare them to this. Look at the slingshot plastics on Avengers or Ninja Turtles. So how did we go from that to this? And I think some of the answer is that this game wasn't illustrated. This is assets that were given to them by the band and they are arranged this way. So that's also why I think you're seeing a lack of detail in the artwork in this game. But look, if you're a fan of Led Zeppelin, it's all here. This looks like a Led Zeppelin pin. It has the visual cues of the band you love. And I think when you do stand over this machine, it's gonna look pretty decent. It's not going to blow you away, but it's going to look decent. But once again, I can't help but feel like Steve Ritchie pins. They always come up really short in the art department. And I've said it from the very beginning. I just don't know if he really puts an emphasis on the art. I think he's so focused on the shots. And look, for you pinball players out there, that's great. But why can't we have it all? Why can't we have it all for 9,200 bucks, okay? And look, and I think like one of the big differences in these two pinball machines when you compare Guns N' Roses to Led Zeppelin is who is behind both of these creations? On Guns N' Roses pinball machine, you have a signature from Slash, Axel, and Duff. On Led Zeppelin, you have a signature from Steve Ritchie. And I think that's the big difference. I think that's the big difference is that Stern licensed this game from Led Zeppelin. And I think they probably did the best they could with all the restrictions they had and what they had to work with. This was not made with Led Zeppelin. Guns N' Roses was made with Slash and the band itself. So that is why you're just gonna have a humongous difference in how these games come to life. And when we get to callouts and we get to other stuff, I'm really curious to see what is in Led Zeppelin because they don't have nearly 
nearly the stuff to pull from that GNR did. Like GNR had like something like 38 concerts with three hours of footage to grab stuff for the animations and for the big screen in the back of the game. What does Led Zeppelin have? All right. So we're going to see all that. We don't know yet. Overall, I just want to say this. Overall, I think people came to this reveal with a lot of expectations. I think there's always a little bit of anxiety when you see a new Stern game. We don't know how this machine shoots yet, which is a very important part of a pinball launch, okay? But I just think from an aesthetic standpoint, this is somewhat of a very disappointing visual game for Stern Pinball. We know they can do better, and I just don't think this game makes it visually pop. Will it play well? That's yet to be determined. Will the code be rewarding? That's yet to be determined. I do like the way they're coding this game. And if they can build each song with progression, I think that's gonna be a lot of fun. I also thought it was kind of funny that the songs are listed in the back of the game the way they are. Like to me, again, it just feels a little lazy. Like it's like they're expecting someone to walk up and be like, okay, here are the 10 songs. Oh, I like that song. Okay, let me play this game. I, there's just different ways they could have brought some of this stuff to life. Let me close out by saying that all of us need to make up our own mind on this game. If you are a diehard Led Zeppelin fan, I think you're going to buy this regardless because you're going to be able to jump on a pinball machine and hear some of the music from your favorite band. And if you love pinball and you love Led Zeppelin, I don't see how you could stay away from this machine. But if you're not the biggest Led Zeppelin fan, I do think you're going to look at this machine and probably enjoy it when you play it on location. You'll probably enjoy it at one of your friend's houses. But I don't think there's enough here to say, I'm going to go grab one of these. Will the Ellie's sell out? I, I was talking a lot about that. There's only 500 Ellie's of Led Zeppelin. I just think on theme alone, yes, this Ellie is going to sell out. But I also don't think this is going to go down as one of those pins that people just have to have. Because I just don't think it checks enough of the boxes for people like other pins in Stern's repertoire. And I also, I, I mean this, I think following Guns N' Roses, the bar has been lifted so high that GNR CE is an absolute masterpiece. And I just don't think you can look at Led Zeppelin LE and be like, that's a masterpiece. This is the kind of game that's going to hold value for a long time. And this game is doing something completely innovative and never been done before in pinball. I just don't think it's raising the bar on any level that feels significant. And I think Guns N' Roses did. Now, all of you have to make up your own minds, jump on these machines, buy what you enjoy. The good news is, if you love either band, you've got an option right now. If you love Alien the movie, you're going to have an option on Friday. If you love zombies in an amusement park that has aliens coming after them, you've got Raza to go by, right? So there's a lot of good options for us right now. Now's the point where we go to Pinside and we watch people tear each other's heads off around this game. This is when it's fun. Get the popcorn out because the Stern apologists are going to defend this title. We know who they are. They're going to come out. Chuck Wirt's already there. He's doing it already. They're going to defend this title to no end. Iceman's going to say how it's going to be the greatest game ever already. He already ordered an LE. And then you're going to get people who are just going to slam it saying it's the worst looking pinball machine ever and it's terrible. It's neither one of those. It's neither one of those. I think this game is going to fall somewhere in the middle. But I will say this. This doesn't feel like the mic drop redemption pin that I thought Steve Ritchie was going to make. And I do think Eric Minier and Keith Elwin, those are the two guys now. They're the two kings. The two kings in pinball are Eric Minier and Keith Elwin. This is a good attempt. 
but nothing fully revolutionary going on here, everybody. This has been episode 541. Let me know what you think about Led Zeppelin. Email me at canadapinball at gmail.com. Always happy to hang out with you guys in real time and talk about these things as they happen. I hope you appreciate this when you go to vote in the Twippies that the one podcast that's always on the air right when stuff happens is Canada's Pinball Podcast. Talk to you guys soon. Man.